104. Oh, I shouldn't say numbers. Of <laughs> <laughs> all people. <laughs> oh, about sharing people's contacts? That's not me. <laughs> Calling AJ. Hi, this is Caitlin. And this is Emily. And we're the co-founders of ATX Television Festival. Every June, we bring the best of TV to Austin, Texas for a one-of-a-kind, big-screen experience for the people who love TV with the people who make it. And you're listening to a special edition of the TV Campfire, an inside look at Season 8 of ATX TV Festival. Um, well, this is a new thing for us to do. We're going to sit down and just sort of... It's a cloudy day, and it is cold outside. In the middle of our pitch, and made cappuccino, frothing the milk and all. Talk about the inside, outside. No more for me, thanks. I'm driving. <laughs> sort of behind the scenes making of, I don't know what phrase we're going to use, of the festival. So we called Matt Loria the other day. Yes. ATX ambassador, Matt Loria. I feel like that should be always said before or after his name. I think he wears that name tag with him everywhere he goes. We should make him a name tag. We totally should make him a name tag. Oh, he, he would. would. Love that. He yep. would wear it if we made him one, but we didn't make him one. He does use his ATX Yeti mug most mornings and sometimes Instagrams about it. Oh, there you go. Not anymore because he quit Instagram. The thing that's cool about Matt and that was helpful to call him and kind of the reason we called him is, at least now, like we've known him now eight years, seven seven years, eight festivals. Yeah. He walks a really great line, I think, between being very supportive of the festival, but also very supportive of us. Like we have an actual mm-hmm. friendship. And so like we can talk to him about life and emotions. The three of us are going to be there and that's the most important. Right? Mm-hmm. At the festival, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Long pause. <laughs> Long silence. <laughs> and nothing. If I, if, I get, if I have to swear in for one day, I'll do it. Great. It's going to be great. We do have uh, Annie Pol- Policki and Stacey Oristano are going to be there. They haven't been there the last couple of years. I've heard of those gentlemen. I know. They're fairly unknown people that were in some Texas-based television show. Didn't watch it. None of us care about. Two of the loveliest. Yeah, we're going to Annie's wedding on Sunday. Wow. Annie Palicki is off the market. I hear tiny little hearts breaking all the way across the country. I know. It's going to be fun. Like a million... A million shattering little glass hearts. Mm. All right, guys. Yep. You can start recording now. (laughs) On it. Done. Recording. Hello. Hey, Um, guys. Well, and what's cool about Matt is over the years, he's done a lot of different things at the festival. Mm -hmm. So obviously, we met him because he was part of the Friday Night Lights, one of the many Friday Night Lights reunions. And then a couple years later, he came with Kingdom. Right. He's done script readings. Yes. And so we're always looking for places to put the ambassadors. Sometimes the ambassadors come and just talk to people. They are, they literally ambass. No, that's not, <laughs> they can't. host. They host. I don't know if that's the... I like ambass. <laughs> I don't know if that's um, the verb for ambassador, but they no. host things. He was on an actor's roundtable once, but this year he's on 
our Let's Talk About Sex, Safety, Sex Scenes panel with, like, writers and directors and act- an actress talking about the current state of and the history of filming sex scenes in a safe way that protects everybody involved and communicates and their experiences maybe with different not that not happening. Yes. But this may be, with the exception of the Actors Roundtable, the first topical panel Matt's been on. Yeah, I think you may be right. Which That's is cool. Weird. Yeah. So, uh, question for you. Lay it on me. We have you uh, currently on the Sex Scenes panel. Yes. And uh, I know we talked briefly about it, but I just want to make sure. Still feel good about it. Let you know who else is on it. So, Tanya Siracho, who's the creator, executive producer of Vita, mm-hmm. which is a star's show with some pretty explicit sex scenes. She is a playwright. She's also on a playwright panel. Ain't that something. There you go. Uh, Nikki Michaud, who's an actress on Animal Kingdom, amongst other things. Kathleen McCaffrey, who you have met, advisory board member, SVP of drama at yes. HBO. Alicia Rodas, who is an intimacy coordinator for mainly HBO right now, but Kathleen hired her. But it's like a move toward having... It's kind of the impetus of the panel is the idea of being able to do this safely and, you know, kindly and everything else. Like, she is somebody that's on set to make sure that everyone is doing the correct things Uh, and comfortable and no bad things happen. So it's an interesting point of view. I thought you were bringing her in just for the panel because (laughs) we were were demonstrating everything safely. I was like, wait, what kind of panel are you? Hold on just a second. So we decided to take a Um, turn with the panel. No, just kidding. Wow. So, guys, I feel no. I feel I do feel privileged to be on the panel. I, I'm, I'm I feel honored to be on the panel, and especially in that company. And I do feel uniquely qualified, having done I don't know how many sex scenes over the course of my career. But I can say from my personal experience that um, I would have loved in every single one of those instances to have a coordinator there. I think. I mean, as long as they're not creating conflict with the director. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I, I, part I, of it. I, I can definitely say that I've been in situations that were even that were not just uncomfortable, but even humiliating. Yeah. So you know that you're the only male on it. You're you're mm-hmm. <laughs> carrying the the man role yeah. on it. Well, that's good. That's good because men are probably the last people you want to hear from in this <laughs> arena. <laughs> when you're doubting things or frustrated and even though you're doing something that looks very big and impressive, it's sometimes just very helpful to have a friend who also has an innate knowledge of the thing because I also have a lot of a lot of friends that have no idea. Like and most people, even Matt, nobody knows what we do. So it's nice to have somebody who's physically participated in the festival and yeah. can give you kind of that feedback. So it was nice after both of us having two separate conversations with him about all things to call him and kind of have a combined conversation about what he's doing at the festival, what he thinks of the programming where he's going, what he's doing. Is he coming? I know. I think that was the number one thing, knowing that he is going to film a miniseries in the next three weeks. Oh, he left yesterday. To yeah. make sure that he 
is coming to the festival, which he always said that he was, but that, and that's the other thing that always means the most to us is he's going overseas for three weeks to film this, coming back, seeing his family quickly, and then coming and showing up for us. Yeah. I think he's landing on like June 2nd back with his family and the festival obviously starts on the 6th of June. (laughs) We even started it with like, I'm guessing you're not coming. You got a job. It's one of the best reasons to not come to the festival. He was like, no. I am. (laughs) I think we're both a little surprised, but also extremely grateful. I can't believe the panel that you guys have this year. You know, you have some really hard-hitting topics, and I think any one of them would kind of stand out as like, wow, they're really going there. They're really programming in a really thoughtful way. But I'm looking at, like, the list here. Grief, the messiness of loss, female partnerships in the TV, mental health, creating authentic Muslim narratives, representing aging on TV. I mean, this is, like, insane. Does it feel too heavy? The female, female group. Do you see I don't think lightness? So because I mean, it, it does feel. I think previously the some the slate has been a little bit more buoyant and fun, like in terms of in tone. Not mm-hmm. that this won't be fun, but fun in tone. Yeah. But I saw this and I thought you guys really carved out a very sturdy position for yourselves within the business. I think that you're beloved within the business. You know, you're getting participation far and wide. It's a it's a destination annually that people don't want to miss. And the thing is, no matter what, people are going to have a blast. The the tone, I'm sure, of the festival, sort of the, the culture of the festival and the social aspects of the festival will be a bundle of fun as always. Excuse me for pontificating, but so much for about what art does and is and can be is to uplift and enlighten, uh, illuminate, educate, expose what's there that has not been seen or represented and also expose what's there that's not working. So I think that for you to, through the lens of art and television and media, bring up these really hard-hitting important issues that is the best of what art has to offer. Oh, thanks. That means a lot. I mean, we definitely... It's funny, we start looking at all these different topics and we pick the ones that are the most important to us and speak the most to us. And I mean, we feel so strongly about these topics and doing these topics, having these conversations in the right way, where we want it to be in a safe, positive setting, even if the conversations are hard and you're talking about tough things. Like we want it to be... Yeah, hope in there. Like, at the end of the day, it's not just, oh, the world is awful. Like, problem solving and critical thinking. Like, what do we do about it? Like, yes, that's a yes. big question of not leaving being like, well, well let's all set it on fire. <laughs> We're done. Why? Well, what's I the point? That. And more a, okay, well, here's a problem. Here are people that have identified the problem. Here are people who are solving the problem or have ideas about it. And that you leave feeling like there's hope. Yes. Aspiration. <laughs> oh, we lost him. Well, you know what? That was great. You know what? I had an end statement. Oh, do you want to just want to say it? <laughs> like he's still there. <laughs> it feels weird. <laughs> I'll text him and let him know. Like, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about that this morning, about. You know, when you get up and you're so tired, and this is, I mean, sounds a lot more dramatic than it is because everyone's tired. Everyone has just in the world, people have their lives that they're living. And it is that question when you're in the middle of something that you feel so much stress and anxiety about. And at the end of the day, it's just a festival. It's just television. But that is also what makes it so beautiful is that this thing that we get to provide 
for four days every year and then many year-round events to a community of people where they can come and they can escape and they can talk about things that matter because at the heart of what the festival is, it's really talking a lot about storylines and characters and representation and what people are seeing on TV and people being able to see themselves. And it's something that people care deeply about. And even on top of that, even just looking at, I mean, Game of Thrones this past weekend, people care deeply about these fictional characters as well. And so you have all these people that come together. And at the end of the day, they also know that it's just TV. But you can carry this passion around for something, even if you know it's trivial. And to be able to care that deeply about something brings life to you. And I feel like the thing that motivates me, that passion for the trivial things. And that seems really interesting. interesting, And I've never really thought about it that way. But it is. I love sitting down and watching an episode of TV at the end of the day. I love disappearing into a story. And I also am a very social person and love being around people. So we talk a lot about the community. But it's really bringing that community together and caring so deeply about people that maybe don't have that other places and can come here and we can keep them safe and give them. And that's a safe environment that's not just safe from the violence outside in the world, but that's safe from the negativity in the world. And that's they can be themselves and they can be who they are and they can connect with people in a way that, you know, people are going to be nice and people are going to be accepting. And even if you're just festival friends, if you will, and you don't talk the rest of the year, when you come to this place... I care so much about your experience. And at the end of the day, I want your experience to be something special and important, mean something to you, and be something that can carry you throughout the year. I was going to say that like hearing that is also interesting because, yes, it's just you love watching an episode of TV at the end of the day. But I was thinking about like, okay, so what are other people doing at the end of the day? And it may be like seeing friends or family or going out to eat or drink or going on a trip or whatever. TV is... It still has barriers in this space, but it is so accessible. Almost anyone. I'm not saying that there there are barriers, financial class barriers, but in so many ways, because content is now in so many places and a lot of it is free and a lot of it is on secondhand devices or whatnot. It's something that is available to a lot of people and the inclusion and access that is that medium is pretty high and therefore It's important in a lot of ways because you can still do it alone. You can do it with people. You can then have a conversation about it. And it goes beyond, I mean, that's just TV in general, whether or not it's the festival itself. But we've talked about having the festival be the representation of that. You watch it alone or with a small group. This is that come to life in everybody that wants to talk about those things. But like, what else is there on a Mm day-to-day, week-to-week basis that you can have that experience with? So I think we should also call Ariel. Yeah, I agree. Ariel Kebble, ATX advisory board member. One or two. She was number one or two. I've decided that it's a tie. Great. We had first sense. and second advisory board yeah. member. Tied with Betty Thomas, yes. for the record. But I think we should call her because, one, she's our friend, similar to Matt in this way, but knows us, knows the festival, is so supportive mm-hmm. of making sure the best of the festival comes out like both with her projects, but just the festival in general. She also hosts. Yeah, she does. Um, She's very good at it. Either moderating panels sometimes or just being around and being a support system. Last year was the first year, is the only year to date that she missed. So it's been a year, two, 
how does math work? So this it's will been be two, two years, years since she's went at the festival. One festival, two years. And this year she is on, funny enough, this might be her first topical panel, just like Matt. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. She's on the mental health panel in terms of the representation of mental health, destigmatizing mental illness on television. Also with writers and directors, we like to mix it up, keep a diverse point of view. Yeah. And she'll be more talking about versus a role that she's in. She'll be talking about her experience with mental health. She's a great advocate mm-hmm. and philanthropist in terms of giving of her time and energy. She has some personal experience in her family with it. And we also have her show Grand Hotel coming. She won't be on that because she's more of a guest star, but she'll be around and supporting it. ABC's new Grand Hotel. I'm trying to think if there were, I think that currently all she's doing, we hope to have her intro things or moderate things or if we yeah do a script reading because she's another great script reading person. The reason she couldn't come last year was filming something and getting somewhere else, and it was just, she could have come for like 12 hours. I was like, don't come. Don't come for 12 hours. Don't come. We want you to come for mm-hmm. any amount of time you can, but sometimes yeah. that doesn't sound fun. it's going to take all of your resources, and it's not yeah. going to be worth it. Yeah, and you've come at the time six out of seven years, and yeah. now seven out of eight years. And so, yeah, I just want to touch base with her on what she thinks of the programming, what she's seen. Does she have any questions? Is she similar to Matt? We kind of talked about Kind of what the outside looks at the programming. I think we get very micro yes. about it. And so it's nice to hear somebody else's opinion. That being said, it's too soon to change anything. So I really hope she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I, the ideas portion of the program is passed. But as much as I love Ariel, she's definitely going to have some ideas. Yeah. You know, we've tried this before in the past, and I am yet to actually figure out what works. But she is very active on social media. Yeah. And so in terms of promotion and engagement, and maybe we send her something like we're sending to Patrick J. Adams of, here's the lineup graphic. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Your followers, you should send. I'm going to write it down. Let your followers know about the festival. Lineup. Good job. Thanks. Ideas on the spot. spot. Let's see if they work. This special edition of the TV Campfire was produced by Caitlin McFarland, Emily Gibson, AJ Myers, and our audio partners, Five Ohm Productions. Visit them at fiveohm.com if you are in need of the people, expertise, and equipment that can turn your project or event into a -a one-of-a-kind experience. Go to atxfestival.com for details on this and our other audio projects. Be sure to follow our journey on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ATX Festival and subscribe to our newsletter and this podcast for up-to-date details on what's happening next. I want to do, it's why we're trying to produce content and make a podcast and diversify is... And having music play over a moment is so much more powerful than hearing... So you're only really Cuban if you come from a certain part of the world? It's come crazy. on, it, it becomes bigger than, this sounds like they're so vague, it becomes bigger than the one thing.